0: Coming to you on some serious tape delay via podcast near you, from that
1: hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's It's Dudes on Hockey. hockey. He is now accepting callers, he is calling me dude. DUDE!
0: And now, your hosts, Mike and Doug.
1: Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, the people have spoken, we've been getting messages saying, where are you? Yeah. What's going on? Where are the dudes? We need the dudes. Can you guys swing by Trader Joe's for me? We're right. getting all kinds of messages, dude. The people have spoken. We are back. Why haven't we been recording? It's really tough to talk about this dumpster <laughs> fire, dude. I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. I'm having a hard time, dude. I'm having a hard time being a Sharks fan right now. We're gonna be on year three of no playoffs, which has got to be the longest stretch in modern Sharks history, and maybe longest stretch in ha- Sharks history, period. I don't know. We're going to have to take a look,
0: dude. Yeah. I mean... Have to go to the stats. We
1: are in a dark age of Sharks hockey, dude. It's tough to talk about.
0: It is. It is. And I'm surprised that my mom could have that many anonymous email <laughs> accounts. You know, emailing us from different places. That's you know. Right. Giving us you know strange names Alessio yeah. a, thanks thanks Mom. <laughs> I appreciate you listening uh, it's you're right it's it's a it's a multiple of things it's the fact that of course everyone's life intrudes, but the other thing is you're right it's it's hard to come on the air and say that it's hard to see a glimmer of hope in this team. It's hard to see that uh that this is a team that's going to be good. Uh, at any foreseeable point in the future, which is sad to say. And I know probably what most Sharks fans don't want to hear. And I'm sure there are plenty other Sharks fans and listeners that don't agree with us in that estimation. But the, the fact is that this is not a good team. This is the second to last place team. They have the least number of goals scored in the entire Western Conference. This is a team that has a serious scoring problem. Uh, this is a team that has a lot of problems and there doesn't appear to be a, a way forward to uh, fix those problems. And uh, to be perfectly honest, I think you you say this in more strident terms than I do when we, when we talk about the Sharks offline, is that the management team seems to be completely delusional in how good this team is and will get in the short term.
1: Yeah, dude, uh, they are way too close to the problem to see the truth. And their actions... What they're saying, uh, what they've done uh, with re-signing Hurdle, which we'll talk about more in a moment. What the rumor mill out there is now about available Sharks players, and apparently what the Sharks are asking for in return uh, for these players sets um, or paints a picture of just total delusion. uh, Like you know that they don't seem to understand that. I mean, look at the standings. I mean, just yeah. take a look. You are twelve points back a Vegas team that has slipped to the second wildcard spot that is basically playing with no they are the they are the knight from Monty Python with no legs and no arms. <laughs> yeah. And they're still better than the Sharks. They are still <laughs> better than the Sharks, right? And uh everybody has passed them except for, you know, two teams that are pretty horrifically bad, right? In Seattle. And Arizona, that's I'm not even. Well, they've been actually they've, been, they've played fairly decently lately, right? Which the Sharks take on Arizona today, and you're gonna go see that game, dude. I'm right? going.
0: I'm going later today, and we got to talk about the Arizona arena situation yes. because, if you know, if anyone wants a, a little bit of a comic relief story in the NHL, we should talk about
1: that. But the Sharks management team continues to beat the drum. That this team is closer to winning than it is to rebuilding. And they are straight up wrong. But the the corner they painted themselves in, dude, is they have... The, when they made the decision to sign Eric Carlson to a long-term deal, they hitched their wagon to forcing themselves to try to become a competitive team for the duration of his deal. Because Carlson is not going to stand for a rebuild he won't he's right. come out and said it multiple times he said yeah. it just a couple of weeks ago the sharks need to decide what where we're going here he basically called them out which you know for a guy who has had minimal impact uh, for a franchise player you know you don't really have the right to make that statement but they put all their chips in with eric carlson when they signed him they are for force themselves to put a competitive team on the ice because they can't get rid of him no one would ever take him of course not at that ticket price and at that lack of production his injury right so even though he this has been his best stretch other than when we acquired him right um he's still they're 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 in a lose lose situation literally
0: <laughs> indeed they are and it's it's sad I was reflecting on the signing of Tomas Hurdle, which under normal circumstances would be a cause for for great celebration. I mean, this is a guy that you want to have on your team. He's a good producing player. um, And he seems to be a a wonderful guy, a guy that you want to have on your team. And the fact is that saddles the Sharks with yet another bad contract. I'm reminded of the fact that based on production and and dollars, the Sharks had two of the 10 worst contracts in the league this year. And in a year or two, they might have four or five of the 10 worst contracts in the league.
1: Right. And you look around and you see, you know, the deals that are being made for players that are not as good as Hurdle, right? Uh, You know, Claude Giroux yesterday was shipped to Florida. And in return, uh, you know, the Flyers got Owen Tippett, right? Would we like to have Owen Tippett in Teal, you know, a young, promising forward who's inexpensive for the next several years. Yes, yes, that would have we could have easily gotten that and probably more because Hurdle is better than Claude Giroux at this point in their careers. That's right. And so you look at that and you go, damn, like, you know, like that, that is the direction I think you and I would prefer to see this management team take but they're not doing it right they're not gonna do it and uh we're gonna have to write out whatever their plan is and you just hope that there is one
0: mhm right yeah. and and the other trade that i saw that the Hampus Lindholm trade to Boston Boston gave up two first round picks for Hampus Lindholm and immediately signed this guy to a f- 8 year deal at 5 million dollars 5.125 million dollars per year and Hampus Lindholm's a really good defenseman and the ducks Found ducks are selling at exactly the right time. They're like, listen, we don't have the horses to go deep in the playoffs. Hampus Lidholm is a great player. Let's get rid of him. Let's be good in three years. And guess what? The ducks are going to be a lot better than the sharks in three years.
1: Yeah, there's no question about. They're already better than the sharks right now. I mean, you know, right? The, right now, they're better, and they have a lot more promise coming. Anyone still listening? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you glad we're back? Right. Dude, I mean, let's look at, you know, the the trade deadline, I think, is tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, the Sharks have, you know, a few pieces in play, but I laugh at every time I see, you know, a, a Twitter post about the Sharks that basically either the Sharks are extorting prices <laughs> that are way too high or that... The Sharks, the response is, the Sharks like the player and maybe won't move them, right? You know, it's like, okay, you know, so let's go through some of these names here and you tell me what you think is going to happen, all right? Let's start with Alexander Barabanov, right? This guy is an unrestricted free agent and has been, you know, fairly productive at a a cheap price, right? For a team that already does not have a ton of offensive weapons, what should they do with Barabanov, dude? And what do you think they'll do? Ah,
0: uh, that's a, that's actually of all the players, that might be the toughest one for me to measure. I, I I think we know what Barabanov is now. He's exactly what you said. He's a moderately productive player at low dollars. That's exactly what the Sharks need right now. If they can keep him at low dollars and he's moderately productive, then the Sharks should keep him. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's now, my opinion.
1: This is he's going to be probably a guy who ends up. You know, with, you know, I don't know, mid-40s. How many points does he have right now? I mean, you know, I, I think he's somewhere in the 30s, I think, right now. We're going to look this up as I sort of tap dance. But um, I don't know what kind of money someone like Alexander Barabanov is going to command in, in the free agent market, Right. Certainly you don't want to end up with another Kevin LeBanc situation. He's got 31 points right now, right? So he's going to be in the 40s by the time the season is over, probably, right? Yeah. yeah. So he's going to you're going to have to give him you know, the Doug Wilson special at this point would be something like 2 years, 5 million dollars, right? God. Right? Do you want that guy at that ticket?
0: Not not, not a, really, not right? Not 5.
1: So this is this is the the part where the Sharks maybe talking out one side of their mouth and then act on another side, right? If you're saying, well, we want to continue to stay competitive, well, then you probably need to keep this guy, right? But do you really want to keep this guy at that, what might be coming down you know, the, the, the path in terms of the ticket? Or would you rather let John Leonard play the last 20-something games in yeah. that spot and see if he can do it? You know, yeah, no, I I'd, know what I would choose. And if you can get somebody to give you like a third round pick for a player that you basically got for nothing, right? You got mm-hmm. him for, um, I can't even remember the guys. That, Ante Suwamela. That's what they got him for, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, then you, you know, you, your investment paid off. You know, you got a, right. a free pick for a nothing, right? I think they should trade him.
0: Okay, I I you've I think you've convinced me, dude. If if the price tag is in fact five million and not two million, then I'm totally with you.
1: Well, sure. I mean, like, if you can get him for, no, I mean, I think it's two years, five million, right? Oh, so no. okay,
0: two and a half million per.
1: Right. Okay. For a
0: second there, I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. I don't know that. To me, that's a closer call. That's a much closer call because I mean, that's what you're gonna. If John Leonard is good, then you're going to end up having to pay that middle six This guy, guy
1: has played... I mean, he's played like 70 career NHL games. It's not like he's a proven commodity. If you can get somebody to give you like a third-round pick for it, you do it. Yeah, yeah. You know? You do it, right? For a team that stinks. Like, I mean, like the Sharks stink. If you can collect yeah. another third-round pick or something, then you take it. If they're offering you a seventh, then you keep him. Yeah. Right? Right, right. All right, dude. How about... um The one that seems to be uh, the most polarizing right now is Jacob Middleton, which, you know, apparently the Sharks are the asking price for Middleton, someone said, was the same that what the Ducks asked for Josh Manson, dude. What Are the Sharks, A, high, or B, just like they have no intention of trading Middleton anyways, so of course, if you want to pay some sort of stupid price, you can have him.
0: I'm inclined to believe that the latter. I think they they like Jacob Middleton. He's been a real pleasant surprise for this team, and they're like, listen, we want to hold on to this guy. But if you want to be stupid about it, yeah, okay. You know, it's like, you know, you have your nice house and wherever you live, and then someone's like, I would never move. I would never sell this house. And someone's like, Well, would you sell it for, you know, this much? How much would you sell it for? You say $5 million because it's ridiculous, right? Right. It's like that's the equivalent, I think.
1: I agree with you. I think that's exactly what the Sharks are doing here. I don't want them to trade Jacob Middleton. This player has filled the Brendan Dillon role. Yes. He's done a nice job. He's stepped up. He's tough. He's physical. And, you know, we've been waiting. This guy's been playing intermittently for the past, like, five years, right? You've sort yeah. of been waiting for him to, like, develop. He's finally developed and you're going to get rid of him? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, like, <laughs> right, like right. come on, this is sort of the whole point, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's not going to command some sort of top dollar no. as an unrestricted free agent. You need a guy like this.
0: And he's not going to be the guy on the power play either. It's not. It's like we know what he is now. He's like a we, we third pairing. He's a good third pairing defenseman that is a great locker room guy and has sweet facial hair. Like this oh, great is exactly mustache. that's yes. exactly
1: what you want. Yeah, every so, team needs a guy like that. I agree with you. I think he's not going anywhere unless somebody forks over something dumb. And right. then yeah, if your analogy is perfect, dude. Okay, now we're at the Andrew Cogliano phase. Mm-hmm. What do you do with? him like if because you can't imagine that anybody's going to give you anything more than like a sixth or a seventh for someone like Coglian sign next year no
0: I guess you just take whatever you can get
1: you take whatever you can get yeah yeah and then you uh, you know you let a you know uh one of the younger sharks forward you know Reedy VL Gajevic uh rot rot rasca rasca yeah rasca i mean you know let them play that role sure right absolutely you know i mean i think that at a certain point like and the only reason why you'd keep cogliano is because he's apparently a great locker room guy Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but if you can get a, a future asset You know, I don't know. I mean, maybe you don't even want a 2022 late round pick. Maybe you want a 2023 so that maybe you can use that if you're actually good to get something when you want to trade it, right? I don't know. I mean, like, I I don't see the point in keeping Cogliano when you're a terrible team.
0: Yeah, I I guess, you know, I might make a... I mean, I'm obviously an out complete outsider in this. I don't know the personalities of any of these guys, but when I look at, you know, you look at the age demographics of this team, the Sharks are pretty young right now. They've, I think they've started more rookies than any other team in the NHL, which is actually a good thing. But if you look at what teams usually want is they want that grizzled veteran. They want a veteran who knows how to play is sort of loose in the locker room. And you look at players of his sort of age in the locker room. Who are we looking at? Couture, Burns, Burns, Carlson, uh, Vlasic, um, anybody else? Reimer, but we don't know how long he's going to stay. In terms of those players, who's like the happy-go-lucky locker room guy? Yeah. Any of those guys? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Cogliano might be the only one. Sure. So if you can sign this guy and keep him at league minimum or something close... Yeah. I don't know if that's the worst thing that the Sharks could do right that's now. That's a that, good argument, That's dude. not
1: the biggest problem a, they that's have. That's a good argument. I mean, I, I think it's tough because, you know, if you're going to take the Sharks at their word, then, you know, they probably want Cogliano to stay another seven years. You know, I mean, I, I don't know, right? They think they're going to be competitive <laughs> for the playoffs next year. Sign him to do an eight-year deal. Right? <laughs> Eight years, $62 million. <laughs> but. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with someone like him, who I'm sure a contender might be interested in having as their 13th forward. And if you can get them for nothing, then maybe you do it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. Now here's the big one that was, uh, uh, posted today by, uh, Pierre Lebrun saying that, Teams are calling the Sharks about James Reimer. Yeah. Dude, if you looked at quality start percentage on hockey reference, and I told you that number one in the league is uh, Shisterkin. that won't surprise you, right? Right. Number two in the league is Sorokin. That's maybe not super surprising. Number three, James Reimer, yeah. right? In terms of quality start percentage, right? He's having, you know, an outstanding year. Do you, what is, okay, what's the price if you, this is a Middleton situation, right? Yeah. You just outlined. If someone is willing to be stupid, what is a stupid price for James Reimer where the Sharks go, yeah, you know what? We're going to sell high now, right? Yeah. Oh, man. That's. A first?
0: Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I take a first all day for James Reimer. Of course. I was right. thinking a second. That's the tipping point for me. Would you take a second from a team that may not be very good? And it might be like a top 10 or 15 pick in the second round?
1: See, but what team that's not very good would... I guess... Yeah. You see, the thing that's that's different about Reimer, right, is he's signed yes. for another year. That's right. So that's why I think the price is higher. Like it is okay. higher, okay. right? Okay. I would say if someone wants to give you a, I would say, and, and we're talking stupid un That's, prices, right? Right. That's a stupid. Well, price. I would want a second, and you know, I would want your uh, top top young goalie, right? Right. Or I would want your top. I mean, you know, I think you got to ask for the moon. If there's some team that thinks that James Reimer is going to fix it for them and get them on the run, right? Like. You know Edmonton, I'm looking at you, right? Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. if they're like, you know what, we're a James Reimer away from making a cup run this year in a slightly vulnerable. You know, I mean, I I, did. There's there's a path I think for most teams here, right? Sure. Um, And he's not expensive, and then you keep him, he'd be there for the next year. Would somebody give up something dumb, right? Otherwise, if you trade him, if you're the Sharks, well, you're right back where you started. Yeah, you are. Right? You are right back where you started with, you know, bottom third league goaltending.
0: Right, right.
1: And uh, Sachenko's numbers are not bad. They are not bad. And I do think the only upside to this is, okay, Sachenko, go. like go let's see
0: Take... only seven starts though so it's not nearly enough games to really make a determination on this guy but
1: they're not going to play Sachenko the lion's share of the starts they won't they already right. showed they, they almost broke James Reimer yeah by refusing to play sauchenko basically they only played sauchenko when Alex Stalock was like <laughs> uh, you know like a human sieve basically what's, it was what's, terrible
0: what's up with the Stalock thing by the way what's up with that
1: they traded because they they were so mortified at the thought of playing Sachenko. Why though? Well, dude, his, I don't his know. His stats aren't that at, bad. At, when they got put in the situation, they were like, "Well, we're gonna have to play Sachenko and bring up someone from the Barracuda. Oh, we better trade for Locke, a- Alex Stalock. And then he gives up like at seven burger. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and then never saw the ice again. <laughs> yeah, we never I haven't seen him since. Yeah, it was the a reason why you know Edmonton signed him to like help address their goalie problems they're like oh this didn't really this is not really a solution <laughs> feel bad i mean you know, listen alex stalock has had a nice nhl career right he was a really good shark but you know he's had some health problems and we wish him nothing but the best right but dude like yeah. you know like that dude that, if you're peeling back the curtain on the sharks management team that's makes me scared like yeah. that that's like, oh, we got to stay in the playoff race. Alex Daylock, <laughs> Alex Daylock. Daylock. <laughs> Alex Daylock. <laughs> All right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's scary, dude. It, that's, it,
0: that's, that's not great. Yeah. I so, mean,
1: known quantity, but yeah. So, I don't know, dude. I mean, if you were thinking about what's to come here, uh, we listed, let's see, Barabanov, Cogliano, Reimer... Uh, Middleton and then there's guys like Megna, uh Malosh, you know, who are possible trade candidates, right? Where those are our unrestricted guys or and Reimer is the exception. Um you know, what do you think? The odds are that how many of those guys in that group that I just named, which I think is six guys, mm-hmm. do you think will be traded? Maybe
0: like a couple of them. I I mean like Melosh or somebody. You know somebody who is unfortunately rather easy to to miss in the lineup, right. right? Maybe some of those guys you can get a little something. I I think yeah, Barabanov maybe.
1: Who's I, I don't I, what I don't know who's what team take is him. like? You know what will fix our depth problems? <laughs> the guy who's. Probably when their team's healthy, their eighth defenseman, let's trade for Malosh. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> like I Yeah. I, I I feel like that's not how does Malosh and Megna actually have any real value? Like what's I, De- I mean, I definite. mean if someone wants to give you something for them, great. Yeah. Those guys, you know, when Kanishov is healthy again, then he When's that gonna be well, I don't know, dude. Not this year, they not shut him year. down. I mean, I, I would rather see Hataka play. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: Or, you know, we, you know, I guess Jasper Weatherby has been banished, right? You know, and, uh, and Ryan Merkley's been banished also. So the Sharks are not in the player development phase necessarily where they're letting these guys ride out errors. Yeah. You know, um, and that's what we were kind of afraid of. So it's, it's this. It's not good, dude.
0: <laughs> it's such a weird it's such a weird thing. It's like I, I'm trying to honestly understand how I mean, essentially the same group, right? The Sharks can make no major signings given their salary cap situation. They can make no major signings. And the problem is is like when's Timo Meyer up? Like Timo Meyer's gonna want an eight year deal too.
1: That's right. And that's actually I think it's the end of next year.
0: Right. So so you're gonna have an eight year deal for Meyer. Hurdle, Couture, Burns, Car- and Carlson and Vlasic all have long-term deals. Like that's not I don't see how and that's that's the core of the team that you expect to make the playoffs. Like that what? I I don't know what they're thinking. I mean sure, if Burns and Carlson revert to uh Norris trophy caliber form and Timo Meyer continues to go up and is now uh you know over a point per game player if every single one of those players suddenly starts playing so much better than the last 3 years okay i can see the sharks making the playoffs but who honestly believes that could happen
1: right yeah i mean the sharks are the blandest grilled cheese sandwich you've ever had right mm, grilled cheese <laughs> it is delicious but i want you to think about a grilled cheese with no butter
0: right yeah it's <laughs> Just, like it's, wonder bread grilled cheese it's toast yeah.
1: With melted Velveeta. Right. You know, like uh, it it's just actually and I only melted it for about fifteen seconds. So you've actually right. got a hard cold block of Velveeta <laughs> in the middle. Right. That's That's the sharks. No butter. <laughs> That's the sharks. And no milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it's You uh, get y and to drink, you get a thirty year old can of tab. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, dude, um, it's tough. I hope that the Sharks have some sort of plan that's different than what you just <laughs> outlined, right? Because um, it seems
0: like the hope is the plan. Hope is all these players get better. And I don't see how that's the plan. How can that be a plan? Oh, yeah, all of a sudden, Burns is going to be 37 next year. He's got 40 points. I mean, he's he's certainly productive enough I mean minus 20 is not great but you know it's right.
1: like well you you know it, it, the fewer years fewer term and dollars burns have on his deal has on his deal the more tradable he becomes right so you look at a situation where you know i think burns has at least 2 years left on his contract right yeah um and maybe 3 uh you know there's been talk that the sharks may buy out vlasic uh, at the end of this year, and just pay the long term penalty to get back the short term savings, right? I mean, Brent Burns has three more years left, and Vlasic has on four this contract. More. Well, I mean, Vlasic is by far the worst contract on this team. I mean, you know, yeah. you know, he is a not anywhere close to being worth that money at all. And um, I guess you could buy him out and pay, you know, get back some of the short term savings but i don't even know i mean like i don't know like is that is that even worth it like i mean i don't know know. like i mean to then pay a penalty until 2029 yeah i mean this you're sort of like well just just eat it for the next four years just eat it right like it's that's it yeah you know and um but and and play younger cheaper players in his place but That's not what they're going to do. They're going to keep playing him. (laughs) You know, they're in that, they're in that weird spot where they have too many veterans. Yeah. Yeah. Who expect to try to win. And I guess hurdle either. He must believe the plan because he could have left and signed with a way better team. And right for the similar dollars, I'm sure the, and the been, problem is is I think
0: won. the problem is I think if, if the Sharks traded him and he said, Yeah, I don't want to sign, I don't think he had any sort of Oh, he did have a, a no trade. Okay, he had a limited no trade? A three team no trade Okay, so he could have he could have sort of dictated. I thought maybe he'd be scared about where he would end up, but I guess that's not the case. Yeah, I don't quite understand his thinking there. Well um, he might
1: you know, I mean that guys love to live here, right? right I mean, yeah. like this is a great place to live, you know, so um, that's true. You know, he, and he's, um, I mean, making $8 million
0: a year in a great place to live. Like I can think of a few worse things.
1: Sure. I mean, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's certainly my life. Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> <$8 million. laughs>
0: so yeah, it's, it's a very strange, there seems to be a disconnect and it's fun because, uh, you know, I definitely want to hear other people's, uh, input into this. i I'm I'm trying to I would love for someone who loves the Hurdle resigning and thinks the Sharks are on the way to put the dots close enough together for me to actually draw the picture because I just don't see it appearing, right? Right. And you you see the thread, you know, I read the comments on the athletic articles and they say he resigned and people are like this is ridiculous, they should have traded him and then you say, "Yay, Hurdle," you know. And I sort of agree with both of those. It's like I like the guy. I mean, there's nothing sure. wrong. There's nothing wrong with Hurdle as a player. I think you could probably make a case that he's not worth $8 million. Uh, Well,
1: the best reasoning that I heard from Elliot Friedman on his podcast is that the Sharks liked the player, but they also felt like they needed to play into the market, right? That for this market, which is already very vulnerable because the Sharks are not good, to essentially lose your most popular player after your other two most popular players are gone... Their most popular player right now is definitely Tomas Hurdle. Like yeah, he's the right. fan favorite. There's more Hurdle shirts and jerseys floating around. So what does that say to your fan base? Right. If you're trading away, you know um the guy with the best smile in the league that's right, right.
0: i mean this is, and that's an important consideration i think one that probably a lot no? of fans and, and and certainly i think i'm guilty of it don't think about it enough this yeah. is a this is an entertainment business sure right of course you want to win and that's the most entertaining thing is to hoist the cup at the end of the year but this is an entertainment business and if you get rid of all the personalities on the team and then you're bad
1: yeah <laughs> well that's what they've done right, right. <laughs> i mean that's where they are that's right? kind of where they are Dude, let's take a look at the, the Vegas draft. Uh, we're all even. We're even Steven on Vegas. So whoever wins... Oh really?
0: I thought you had Florida and do you have Calgary? No, no, no. no.
1: I'm saying that like right now we are all tied up. So this is for the next trip. Really, oh god. Because we're my... two trips behind. Right. No, you're you actually have more teams than I do. Now I think I have the two best teams, but you have Florida and Colorado. I do, but but really, I mean Do I have Calgary? You do. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do have well, Calgary. I, I forgot. Think, I think you're in a in a not in a bad spot. Do too. I have Edmonton? No. Okay. All right. So here in the East, the the eight playoff teams in the East are pretty well set. It's just positioning at this point. Uh, Mike has Carolina. Mike has Pittsburgh. Right. I have the Rangers. Uh-huh. Um, I have Florida. Then Mike also has Tampa Bay and Toronto. So you're in a pretty good spot. Tampa there, Bay dude. is all of a sudden like. Yeah, and they made a really nice under the radar pickup from the Blackhawks. That's a good a deal. Forward. For th-
0: that's a good deal for
1: them. And the wild card teams right now are Boston. That's my team, you know, and uh, you have the Capitals. So okay. that's a pretty good. You have five out of the eight Eastern Conference playoff teams. Uh, but you I have Florida. the I have the top team. Yeah, but Florida has no track record of success that's in right. the playoffs. That's right? right, so. You know, um, and they're, they're no lo-
0: they're no longer a secret. right? No, no, yeah, they're, yeah. They are definitely. It's not like anyone's yeah. going to take them lightly anymore. Yeah.
1: So, um, that'll be entertaining for sure. For sure. We look over in the west, dude. I have Colorado. Yes. You have St. Louis and Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the Pacific, you have Calgary. And then I have LA and Edmonton, which is, you know... And I have have Vegas, I know that. You have Vegas, and Vegas is very vulnerable right now. Of course. You know, Um, I have Nashville, which is... um, The surprise of the West? Yeah, the surprise. And, you know, honestly, like, um, what will likely happen is that Calgary is going to have to play Nashville in that first-round series. And that's going to be a hoodoggy. That's going to be fun. So, um, and then... You know, um, if Vegas holds on, then they would play Colorado and Colorado's not going to be super excited about that because Vegas swept them last year, although they may just put their skate squarely up their ass, you and know, but, right. you know, um, but we'll see if Vegas is somehow healthy by that point. That is not a good matchup. Dallas is right on Vegas's heels. Three points out Um, and uh Vancouver's five points out our San Jose Sharks. 12 points out. right There is none chance that they will be making the playoffs no matter what Joe Will says. Yeah, that's crazy. So, that's crazy. That's, that's where we are, dude. I mean, you know, I mean, I think um I you have more teams. I I think I have maybe you the, have the two best teams, best teams yep. but we know the two best teams don't make the Stanley Cup finals. Right. So, it certainly doesn't make me feel super comfortable. Uh but I'm excited to uh to watch the playoffs and be, I'm going to be so fully invested in this Vegas cuff playoffs, dude. I want to watch, I want to watch as many games together, dude. I want to, I want to get, I want to get rowdy. This is for Vegas. I'm dying to go to Vegas. I'm dying to go to Vegas. So So, like, this will be huge, dude. And, um, if, if you win, dude, this time I promise to make the hotel reservation. (laughs) I promise. If if we haven't told that story, the, the, uh, last time we physically went to Vegas, it was uh, my treat because Mike had won that year, and C- we, caps.
0: That was my caps. Yeah,
1: game? I think so. And we got there to Vegas, and uh, I had never paid for the trip before. Okay, you know? <laughs> all right. And when we got there, I were checking into our rooms, and I check in, and and Mike's sort of like, well, you know, standing there's like, a, yeah, is our room on that reservation? I was like. No, dude. you, you, you know I'm, I'm gonna reimburse you for your rooms. Like, I, I you're supposed to make the reservation for both rooms, dude. I was like, oh, Mike and no, Mike and his wife had no room reservation. I was so mortified, dude. I was so mortified. This thing is really. I mean, one of the. I think maybe the only time that I could feel that you were actually angry with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in, well, I knew in, there's uh, only about eight, eighteen thousand hotel rooms in Vegas. I know, I'm sure we're we going, going to be fine,
1: dude. But you were you, it was funny you were definitely for at I'm least like, a, a short stretch, you were pissed. You were best that I screwed that up. It's just funny, dude. I mean, listen, it in, was in, funny. In thirty years of friendship, which yeah. is thirty years, dude, if you yeah, think about that. I know, like, I know. But I think that might have been the only time that you're actually really angry with me. So <laughs> <laughs> I was not that angry. Dude, I was surprised. You're not, no. You were, you were not happy. You were not happy. It was the one time. It was your glory moment, and uh. I did not live up to my end of the bargain. Dude. So I'm uh, so embarrassed. Anyways, so uh, Vegas on the line. Yeah. Sharks certainly won't be in the mix, so we'll be uh, have our own rooting interest. We're going to keep recording. We're going to be back. We're going to do this every week, dude. <laughs> we we're going to do it every this. week. We, we say, we say this every time. No, we're doing it. And we're then doing we... it. I'm making a commitment to uh to the two people who care right we're gonna be here dude i I just like i venting today felt good it did feel good we're gonna just keep talking about the same crap for months
0: and i gotta tell you like the rooting my biggest rooting you know every year you have a a team that you have in the vegas cup that you don't want to root for or a team that you don't have in the vegas cup that you do want to root for and obviously we don't have any conflicts with respect to the sharks this year, but I got to tell you, it's going to be hard for me not to root for Florida.
1: This oh year. my gosh, you want Jumbo to get that? I cup, want right? Jumbo to yeah, get that I cup know, so I bad. Know, yeah, so uh, I mean, that was just a
0: really heartwarming, like wholesome moment when he yeah. came back with the Panthers. Yeah. I mean, how could you not want to root for Florida? How about the
1: dream Florida? scenario of? Florida versus Dallas, and one of the Joes wins. Right. Like, I mean, the, yes. but really, for Sharks fans, we've got to be rooting for that at that point. Yes. Let's, I, I'm sorry. Uh, let's get Vegas to completely free fall out of the cup picture here. Right. Dallas in, and then let's ride it. Let's go. Yeah. Marlowe. magically signs <laughs> with, <laughs> with Florida. Actually, don't do that. He's sort of the kiss of death. Don't, yeah. don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. But But yeah, that, I mean, that's going to
0: be... I think that's going to be the rooting interest for Sharks fans. If if you're feeling like we feel, you're feeling bored, you're feeling not engaged in the NHL, I encourage you to pick up the mantle for the Panthers this year and, and to root for them. And 100%. I will gladly pay the Vegas Cup winnings to you if Florida wins. Um, certainly, I would prefer it to be Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Or Calgary, because I don't really want to see Colorado do well. But that would be uh, a really amazing story to see Jumbo hoist the cup like that. And uh, so stay engaged in the NHL. As I say this as a person who's had a lot of trouble. Yeah. Well, I give you props. You're going to the game today. and um, we... I'm, I'm going to the game today. And next year, we have to go to a game in Arizona.
1: Uh, yeah we have to uh, i
0: hope people are following this story so the story with arizona you know this is just random nhl news which is hilarious it's like watching the nhl version of a train wreck so apparently arizona has trouble paying bills on time (laughs) and the city of glendale is like yeah you're not going to be renewing your lease at the arena in glendale which is a a bad, which was a bad choice in the beginning. It's 30 minutes outside of downtown Phoenix. No one travels out there to go to the games. This is one of the major reasons why Arizona has had so much trouble filling that arena. It's not in a good location. There's nothing wrong with the arena itself, but it's just not in it. It's like, oh, okay, um, let's go. You know, Sharks are going to build a new arena in Stockton. You're like, what? You're like, the Sharks are going to play in Stockton? Like, that's not a good place for the Sharks to play. Anyway, so they want to build this new arena, but now they have all this you know sort of suspicious activity by the ownership group in terms of paying bills apparently they're uh let's say aggressive in uh in in paying their bills off so the only option they have is they're playing at the Arizona State University facility Arizona State University hockey team which is not like a good division 1 team i don't think they have a 5000 or 4000 seat arena the coyotes are going to be playing in a 4000 seat like tier three college arena for the next three years. And it's not even a foregone conclusion that they're going to get the okay from the municipality to build their own arena because they're not doing great in terms of paying their bills. I don't think financially they think they, the city thinks they're trustworthy.
1: Right, dude. I mean, this was, uh, I've had a few people ask me about, you know, the sharks are going to move, right? I said, this is exhibit a, that the sharks are not going to move. The NHL does not want West coast teams relocating and, you know, and moving out of markets like they're willing to tolerate this sideshow. Basically, it's an embarrassment that it is. The, the the Coyotes would be playing in a 4000 seat arena. And the funny part is going to be, dude, you know, we'd have no problem getting tickets. Like, I mean, like <laughs> no. no problem getting tickets at all. Right. And uh, you're
0: going to have to sit on the bleachers. They have bleachers in most of the arena. Yeah, dude. They don't even dude. have seats.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, like, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. We I'm going. are going. We are going going
0: yeah, yeah and that's that's one thing you're right we should we should count our lucky stars there because as bad as the sharks might be right now and as much as we might disagree with their plan the ownership group is paying right yeah, yeah is they're paying. not cheap they're he's, not cheap he's paying the bills no one's <laughs> making any allegations that they're the facility or the team isn't doing the right thing or they're not treating people well so at least it's a good place to work
1: there's no instability on that score right right so. yeah they're they're spending money they're just spending it poorly in a very strange way. They're spending
0: it, spending it in a way that i don't understand but
1: well dude we'll be back next week we're we're gonna hold each other too we'll be back next week dude to talk about you know how the sharks did at the trade deadline what moves were made and you know we'll just keep <laughs> moving forward yeah. here as the Sharks uh, limp across the finish line. Dude.
0: Always one of my favorite episodes of the year when we talk about the trade deadline. Yeah. yeah that in UFA Day. Always yeah. the funnest. All right, dude. All right, dude. Bye. Go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com.
1: Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.